0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce, The First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it.
1: A tool that I utilized I mean, I did this transformational work where it gave me a deeper understanding of, of, um, of myself for sure. But how myself, like, I got an opportunity to distinguish a few things. So so these were all unknowns for me. So when I wake up in the morning, who am I? You know, I wake up in the, before those transformational work, I would wake up, I'm waking up to a world that I already know. There's a lot of noise in my head about where I should be in life. You know, maybe I'm upset with my wife because of something she said. I just wake up with a lot of noise in my head. And then I go about my day just trying to produce results at work and at home. But that noise is always there. And then when I say the noise, I mean thoughts. I mean feelings. And sometimes I'm thinking about them. Like I'll take a thought and I'll be like, oh, yeah, what is that about? And I'll think about it some more. But that, that was the design of the conversational domain of my head, of my life. So I had to get out of that. Because if I'm in that, I'm not out here with you. I'm not out here with her. I was in my head most of the time. But I, I don't want it to be some concept. I want to get this really on the cord. I really had to distinguish for myself all the things that's happening that, that's not me. I had to really hear my thoughts and be like, no, that's not me. That, I'm not a thought. Then I was like, okay, well, what else am I not? Let's just keep dissecting this. Well, I, we have five senses, touch, smell, hearing. Um, what am I missing? Uh, taste.
0: And eyesight.
1: Eyesight, yes. These are senses we use to interact with the world, mm-hmm. right? To get an understanding of where I'm at, or my environment. I thought I was my, my thoughts. I had to separate myself from my thoughts. I thought I was my 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 sensations my feelings that's why I would eat I was so in that collapse paradigm that anytime I was like afraid of something or something wasn't working I would go eat it was like it made me feel good so I th- I started to think over years that I was my feelings so I had to separate that and then you know I I, I can even take this further it's like I'm not my imagination I'm not my uh, there's thoughts, there's, there's thinking. I'm not thinking either. It's a, it's a way I can work out challenges in life or I can think about something. So if I'm not all those things, what the hell am I? And that's what I discovered through this transformational work and through my meditation practices, this, this inner peace, this inner wisdom, this inner quietness, this inner what I call the distinction silence where I can truly locate myself and I can observe all of it. And then from that powerful place of just being not being associated completely with all of these things that I thought was me, to be able to observe myself, I can actually look and make conscious choices. I can can make conscious words. I'm not just talking anymore. You know, talking for me is a combination of, Thinking and words or thinking and feelings that get spit out as words. That's talking for me, how I distinguish talking. I got into the world of speaking where it's conscious being like you and I are right now are speaking. We're conscious being we're in each other's world. That's speaking for me. So I was able to start to speak the type of life I want to speak the type of relationships I'm going to create. To get authentic about, hey, Peter, that thing you did, that didn't work for me. Can we work this out in communication? Then anger was gone. The reactivated Michael all the time was not as reactivated. Now, it took time yeah. <laughs> to calm him down and to have him get that it's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't have to run the show all the time. I got this now. You know, they call this the ego. I, you know, I really have to look at this for myself. What, the, what is this ego thing that people talk about? For me, I think the ego is, is decisions we make from our past that shapes our future. And we call that the ego because it's already, it just already knows how this is going to go and it starts to keep going that way. It's already decided. Oh, Peter said, or in this case, my ex said, you know, I met somebody, oh, it already decided for me. And I was gone. Like a ghost, like four days, man, I was gone. Mm -hmm. That's breakthrough, you know, in terms of my performance. (laughs) I'm rambling a little bit, but I wanted to just give some insight into.
0: No, you're securing the point. You're definitely securing the point. And one of the things that I just want to embellish for the listeners and for yourself is that Science says that we have anywhere between 900 to 1,600 thoughts per minute. So imagine if you think that you're your thoughts and you have those, that's a lot of thoughts. So yeah, you're not your thoughts. And that's a huge distinction is that you are not your thoughts, that you are not your emotions. These are things that that flow through you. And when you embrace them, you'll have power over it. And when you deny it, you're just avoiding the inevitable because being sad is going to come up when it comes up and it's going to leave when it leaves. And I'll hear that in every conversation. And I experienced it within my own divorce, that a relationship to sadness, and there's nothing wrong with sadness. It's just an opportunity to really understand what is it that's there for you? What is it that's missing? What is it that you want to build? Which leads me to my next question. As a result of all of this, what have you built? Because what I hear is empowerment. I hear you opened a business where you're now you're coaching people in, in finance, in, in mastery. You, know, you created this entire world from what it seems like was your divorce. You hit the bottom to get to the top. And you're, you're an example of being at the top right now. So tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. What did you have to do?
1: I I had see the there is a thing that you and I have access to as human beings that no other species does. And that's language. See it for a dog, and I have I have a dog. When I call her name and I, you know, and I say in a particular way, when she knows I have food for her, she'll come running. Mm-hmm. It's not like she hears that noise and thinks, oh, my dad has food this time i'm going to pass no never if i make that particular noise she will come running because she doesn't have the distinction thought you see and that's what what happened to me it, it, like that example when my ex said what she said you know i had a thought and i went with it it just was gone but but the power of language the paradoxical nature of language is that it gives us access to be able to refer back to ourself. It gives us access to be able to reflect. And through reflection, we can get a deeper understanding of life, of our actions, of our being, of our communication, of our thought processes, what's not working and what is working. So I just, when I got the world, this world, how language and the the depth, the miracle and the magic of it. I was in love. I had a new love story. I was in love, man. And I was like, I want to know more. Because one of the things when I had the conversation with myself in that mirror that one day, I said to myself, never again, Michael. This is a line in the sand. We are waking up and we're going to have power over the two areas that we have fundamentally failed at. Relationships, specifically intimate, but I can, it could be all relationships. It's not like I had a great relationship with my mom or my brother or my sister. So relationships as a whole, but definitely intimate and money. I was like, I'm going to have power with these two. If it kills me, I'm going to go after this. Like, life depends on it. And I did. I have done probably over 5,000 hours of transformational work. I have coached even since 2011, when I start to have some facility over this and I wanted to give this away and and not just give it away, but engage in conversations with people where we're discovering something together. Kind of like what we're doing right now. It's not like I have answers, but we can point to something that you and I can look together and and go deeper into it. That's what I took on in 2011. I wanted to have mastery around these. And the more mastery I got, the more I wanted to celebrate and share it with people. And the more I shared it, people were like, hey, I'll pay you for, for some more of this. I'm like, okay, let's do that. So we started, I just started to kind of snowball and create a life of itself. This idea, this opportunity to bring, some, bring something new to the table for human beings. That's, you know, for us, I mean, Peter, you know, man, relationships, marriages, the divorce rate is staggering. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of workability in it. And it's not even divorce. Look, I have nothing about divorce. Like we said, it could be the biggest stepping stone for you. But the way in which we get divorced, it's a it's a little bit of a tragedy. The way we kill each other off. The way we have no regard for the beautiful past that created such a beautiful relationship. Yeah, shit didn't work out. That's what happens.
0: That's what happens.
1: But yeah. mean, I have to kill you off.
0: I never I've understood that. Right? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, even with the, the like, for me personally, what I missed the most was the conversations that I had with her or just the friendship. Yeah. I, I honestly, I regret not having that. And I regret it. I, I mean, I did everything that I, I could possibly do in my, you know, tool chest. But yeah, it's like, why, you know, you fell in love, you got married. Yes. What? To kill each other. Why does, it, why does it have to end <laughs> poorly? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it happens. Point, mm. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, at one point, you were going to spend the rest of your life with this person and yeah. going to take care of them and share their dreams with them. I mean, you God. cuddled,
0: man. You cuddled. Yes. Why? Can, you know what I'm saying? You cuddled. <laughs> there was a base there.
1: Yes. <laughs> it was love. It was intimacy at the yeah. most. Profound level, you know, yeah. physical, deep, meaningful intimacy, and I just, I just want that for people. I just want that for people. Now, if they choose it or not, that's up to them. But I want to give them a freaking choice.
0: Yeah, and it is a choice. It's a choice, and I can hear it inside of your speaking. I can see it inside my story. It is a choice. You got to choose what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's you know at the beginning, uh, you you think that you have no control over it, and You know you probably don't because there's no base but the moment you look at yourself in the mirror and you really declare to yourself as you did like hey man this is the we're drawing the line in the sand i'm gonna have power over this the moment that you do that you start that new adventure as you did this conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable so i'm challenging you share yourself and your story be courageous be vulnerable It makes a difference.